Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. In this episode of the Five Core Life, Will sits down with special guest Alexa Rose Carlin. Now, before I dive into what they talk about today and why I'm so excited to share it with you, let's get a little background on who Alexa is. So Alexa founded her first business in high school, becoming the sole licensee to design jewelry for an LA-based fashion company. This entrepreneurial spirit led her to start a blog in college called Hello Perfect, which served the purpose of helping young women gain confidence in themselves and attracted the likes of Mark Cuban, Shaquille O'Neal, Steve Madden, Mark Jacobs, and other influential celebrities. In college, only months before graduation, Alexa found herself in a coma with a 1% chance of living. This near-death experience led to a number of health issues, but today, Alexa sees this experience as something to be grateful for as it has been her prime motivation and inspiration to share her story authentically with audiences all over the world. Alexa was featured on the cover of Meetings and Conventions magazine as one of 15 young millennial go-getters to watch and named one of the most powerful women in Fort Lauderdale by Gold Coast Fort Lauderdale Daily. She's also been featured on Cheddar TV, Fox, ABC, CBS, OWN, and in Entrepreneur, Glamour Magazine, Mashable, and TEDx, among others. With a following that reaches 75,000 people on and offline, Alexa's mission is to make a difference in at least one person's life every day. So get excited. On today's episode... Will and Alexa discuss how Alexa's near-death experience pushed her to focus on creating positive change in her life. In addition, they discuss shifting your mindset from why did this happen to me to why did this happen for me in order to propel your life forward. A key theme of today's conversation is how you cannot wait for your life to change, but must change your life yourself by focusing on your five cores. Lastly, Alexa shares how she transformed failure habits into success habits in order to help her understand her true value. Are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run your life. And to crush it in your life requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Thank you so much for joining us. Good, good. How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Love, love it. So there's so much going on in the world. So, I mean, first of all, why don't you just tell our guests a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you help people, and then we'll get into, I want to get some perspective from a woman's perspective on all this stuff that's happening. So go ahead. Yeah, definitely. So my name's Alexa. I am a public speaker and founder and CEO of the Woman in Power X, which is an event series and platform to bring together a community of very diverse women, different ages, backgrounds, and industries. Because Mm -hmm. back when I was speaking all over um, around 2015, 2016, I really saw a need for diverse women to connect. Um, I just saw everyone just stay within their niche or demographic. And, uh, And so I started the company in 2016. But I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 17 years old, always with a mission to make a difference in at least one person's life every single day. My first business was designing jewelry for this LA-based fashion company, and I went on to then start a blog all about confidence, and it's been an amazing journey of like just turning your ideas into reality. 
And then through that experience, I had um, a crazy near-death experience that changed my life and that led me to share my story vulnerably, authentically, and where I'm at today. It's amazing how it takes, whether it's a near-death experience or, and not to make light of this, obviously this is all, you know, stuff that happened. But it, to me, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed, my own personal story, what it, I guess you could kind of say near near death because I was su suicidal in college when I call it my rock bottom. Um, but how many people go through something that's just so bad that that's what kind of wakes them up? And it's kind of a tragedy when you think about it. And it's also kind of a, um, a positive when you think about it. And then it's a tragedy that almost more people don't have these types of experiences because then they just kind of hover above their rock bottom like their whole lives and they're just mm. kind of in that mediocre range and sort of like hey life's so good enough and you know and that, to me that's like death that's like the worst thing that can happen versus the yeah. people that kind of have these like huge crashes or something really traumatic happen to them or, or their lives really get awful and then they're like I got nowhere to go but up that's what happened with me and so, so tell us about your near-death experience and, and how that affected your life yeah, so it was it was something where again, like since I was 17, I've always wanted to make an impact and I found entrepreneurship as my vehicle to do that to make a difference. But while I was in college, I um, went a few months before graduating from college, different things in my life were happening with my family and relationship. And I am a big believer that your happiness is a direct correlation to your health. And um, in January of 2013, I um, got sick out of nowhere. I was having a hard time being able to breathe and my heart was beating rapidly. And it was about, oh, like I had a high fever and everyone was like, oh, it's just the flu. It's just the flu. And, um, you know, I, all of a sudden I, I was getting ready to actually celebrate this big party for a milestone in my blog. And I invited my mom to come up from, we lived, she lived four hours away from where I went to college. And a few hours before the party, I was having a really hard time to breathe. And, you know, my mom saw, like came in my room and she saw my heart beating rapidly out of my neck. And out of nowhere, you know, she rushed me to the hospital. She's like, Alexa, we're canceling the party. I was taking immediately to the back because my blood pressure was dropping rapidly and my body was actually going into septic shock. I ended up getting severe pneumonia in the hospital when they were like pumping my body with all these fluids. And within a few hours, they pulled my mom out of the room I was in and said, your daughter's body is going into septic shock. Um, call your family. She has 24 hours to live. And I was induced into a medical coma given a 1% chance to live. And I was in a coma for six days in the ICU for a total of 10. And that whole experience in the coma, as well as when I was out of the coma, because when I was out of the coma, I saw a mask on my face, a tube down my throat. I was living on, you know, respirator. Like it was, um, I couldn't move, breathe or speak on my own. I couldn't even have a glass of water. So that was wow. really tapping into the power of the mind. And I just learned so much from this experience. But that really... I have a big thing like where when you overcome something, then it becomes easier to talk about. But six months after I was discharged from the hospital, because of all the antibiotics that were pumping in my body for such a long period of time, I ended up getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Now that is has been something that's been so difficult to live with because 
an autoimmune is chronic and I live with it day in and day out. And that's what really taught me so many lessons. I mean, I spent my years from 21 to 25 in a doctor and the hospital. And I just felt like all my dreams were taken from me. And it was a very difficult journey up until this point. Wow. I mean, so this ties in yesterday, Rhett and I were talking about mindset. And you mentioned that word as you were talking about your experience. And that's unbelievable. And, you know, in a way, I mean, I bet most people wouldn't look at it this way, but I bet you look at that your situation is fortunate in that what you were able to create from it. Am I right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, right? I, I, I'm a big believer that like our biggest blessings in our life come from some of our darkest moments. So, right. And, and that's, and, and it goes back to that mindset I just mentioned and that you mentioned while you're talking, you know, it's like you can either let the world chew you up and spit you out and feel sorry for yourself and be what I call a fixed victim and just kind of be like, why me? Why, why does this stuff happen to me? And then again, go through like we were just kind of talking about this hovering above this kind of mediocre, like, uh, you know, kind of just, 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 you know, trudging through life versus, you know, bursting through life with this like mission and purpose. And then like this gave you sounds like, you know, the start of your purpose and you realize I can get through this. And not only that, but there's something here to where I'm, I've got something in me that I'm, that has now been awakened and I want to help others to experience this. And, and, and you know, I want to help others to, to, to be able to find that in themselves as well. Sounds like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how you said, why does this happen to me? Like that was a question I was asking myself so much because you know, you don't always know the reason. And that question of why can like drive you insane. Cause you're like, why this happened to me? Why me? And you know, I, um, felt, you know, I was at a point in my life where I graduated college. I moved to New York City from living in South Florida, was pursuing my dream job, got my job like working at InStyle Magazine in the fashion industry. And then I was too sick to stay there. And so coming back at 22, 23 years old, it was heartbreaking. And I couldn't eat the foods I wanted to eat. I mean, there was a long time where I literally had nothing to eat because like, my body couldn't digest anything. I couldn't go out with friends. I couldn't. I mean, I was too sick to even walk my dog outside my apartment for eight months. So right. when that you're experiencing that and you're in physical pain, not only to dealing with it mentally, it's an easy question to say, why this happened to me? Because it's one thing, why can I just have my near-death experience and then I go back and have this great story, but now I have to live with this ongoing health problem. So I remember this moment, I was in so much pain, so much physical pain, I was in my bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said that question again, why did this happen to me? And I just changed that one word and said, why did this happen for me? Because at that young age, I couldn't see how I could live the rest of my life like this. So right. I, and I was searching for hope. A lot of people talk about like, you need hope to go on, like have faith for the future. and. At that time, I had no hope. And I'm like, all right, well, if I don't have hope, how can I go on? I had right, no sense right. of like where this was going to change, how this was going to end, because again, it's chronic. So what I did at that moment and what that question does, why this happened for me, I exchanged hope for curiosity. And I became so curious to what may happen if I don't give up, 
And if I keep on going one step at a time, one day at a time, and that led me to finding that passion to share my story vulnerably and authentically, showing that like my life's not perfect. Um, Cause a lot of times when I was trying to heal myself mentally and go to all these like inspirational talks and, and watch these videos, everyone talks about the past here. Yeah. You know, I went through um, abuse as a child. I went, you know, through uh, addiction, whatever it is. And then here's how they overcame it. And here's all their steps. And, and that's great. But I couldn't relate to that because I was like, this is something I can't overcome. So that's what really inspired me. Like, I'm going to share vulnerably. Like, this is all the stuff I'm going through now, but I'm still chasing my dreams. And so can you. I love that. So, I mean, right. And that's just like the perfect, I mean, you, I could not have scripted this better for this, you know, this week we're talking about mindset and how to use it for instead of against you, how to look at the world as, okay, I got everything within me to kick ass and take names. There's going to be things that are going to try to get in my way, but I know what I want to do and where I want to end up. And I'm going to push my way through and I'm going to learn from every experience and I'm going to grow from it. And I love that. Why did this happen for versus why did this happen to, um, and all the books I've, I've read and, and there's been a lot, I've, I've had not heard it put that way. And I, that's, it's the perfect, I'm going to put, if you don't mind, I might put that in my book that I'm writing and I'll quote you. Uh, Cause it's like the perfect, like owner versus victim. It just sums it all up. You're either a victim in life. Like we were saying earlier, that says, why me? Life sucks. Why does this stuff happen? Or you're like, you know what? Things are going to happen. I'm going to fail. It's, there's going to be ugly moments, but as long as I learn from them and I use them to grow, to become bigger, better, faster, stronger, then, then I'm an unstoppable force. And so I guess you got to that point. What, what is it that, that you think was able to get you from thinking why me to now this happened for me and I'm going to use it? Was there a particular moment or was it just like it started to build slowly? I think it was being so sick and tired of waiting. I was waiting for something to change waiting till I got healthy, waiting until I overcame this disease, waiting till um, whatever it may be. And throughout our whole life, whatever you're going through, a lot of times we use the excuse of waiting. We're waiting until this pandemic is over. We're waiting until we're healthy enough, we're successful enough, we have a relationship, we move, whatever it may be, we're waiting and waiting. And then I realized you know, you must, this is one of my quotes that I use in all my speeches is that you must not wait for your life to change. You must change your own life. And that's what really ignited like this is like, I could be waiting for my whole life, but right. you have to also remember that I was always, since I can remember so passionate about making a difference and so passionate about turning ideas into reality and and entrepreneurship. At the, when I was really younger, I didn't know it was called entrepreneurship, but right. I've always had that burning passion inside of me. And yep. when I have, when you have that, it's like you, you get sicker and more, you, you're not able to like even have a, a normal day without thinking about it. And if you don't go for it, you're actually in a state of more like sadness, depression, and so this burning passion was still inside of me to make a difference. And so it really fueled me to stop waiting and just use the resources I had with the story I had, 
with what I'm going through now. And there's been a lot of times where like I was crying on live streams. I was very vulnerable with my online community before I was healthy enough to like go in actual real life pers uh, uh, in-person events to speak. But that made it real. And that is what people relate to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you've got it, right? So it's it's the proactive versus the way that quote that you, you mentioned, right? I immediately hear the way I always think about it is proactive versus reactive. You know, it's, it's things are going to happen. And, you know, you can sit around and feel sorry for yourself. But it's the it's it's those 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 people that say, okay, nothing's going to happen unless I make something of it. And I'm going to use this. And again, you know, unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it uh, a lot of people it takes something like what happened to you something like what happened to me and i had a very similar kind of parallel experience just that you know i didn't get sick but mine was mine was more i had a rough childhood and then in college um i hit what i call like i said my rock bottom where i was just like suicidal and i was just like my brain's broken i mm -hmm. suck like why bother continuing on this is just awful and and then i kind of was serendipitously introduced to this self-help book. And I was like, like you used the word hope earlier. I was like, Oh my God, there's hope. Okay. There's, there's something I can do about this. And, and then that's, mm -hmm. I started, I was like, I'm going to rebuild myself. And I just made that commitment. What book was it? How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Okay. That's a good Have you one. read that one? Yeah. I've probably read it like 10 times. It's, it, it, you know, it was written in like the thirties. I don't know if you're aware of that, but it still holds up. Like, that's the thing about universal principles. That's cool. Like they've been around since the beginning of time and they're going to be around till the end. You can't cheat the system, you know, like, so one of his, his main thrust of that book is take the focus off yourself, put the focus on the other person and you will always have relationships, friends, allies, just make the other person feel important. And that's a universal principle mm -hmm. you can't get around, you know, you, you can lie, right. cheat, steal and, 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 cheat it for a little bit, but in the long run, you know, through the compounding effect, if you, it's going to catch up to you if you don't do that. And if you don't treat people as if they're the most important thing in the world and you got to truly, and you get to the point where you turn, you know, and I'm, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a believer in fake it till you make it. So a lot of people that develop these, what I call failure habits. And then, you know, it's like, okay, to, to, to replace those with success habits, they're not just going to be able to change their mindset right away and change their career, their other, these other cores, their career and their finances, their relationships, their physical health, their emotional health and, and giving back. So they got to kind of start taking the actions based on these universal principles that they know will eventually lead to that person they want to become. And then it just starts to kick in through the compounding effect and they start to feel it and they start to become part of them. And their mindset is really, that's the first main core. And that's the kind of the key. They all sort of revolve around that. And when you got your mindset going for you, everything becomes incrementally easier. Mm -hmm. I view mindset as like such like the a foundation. I always view our life and success. And I, I use the tree analogy and a lot of things actually. But it's like when you're growing and you're growing towards your dreams towards and it's not just career wise, your dream life in 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 whole. Um, life has challenges, life has obstacles, and you're going to get cut down just like a tree gets cut down. And if you don't have your roots in place, it's really hard to regrow. And so I view mindset as those roots. And that's where everyone should start and continue to water them, continue to fuel them, continue to learn and develop different tools and resources to help you because it is hard. There is, are so many difficult times and, a lot, and you can't, I mean, it, 
just what we're going through right now. And if you don't have those tools to get your mindset back on the right track, because I do also believe you should allow yourself to feel things. Like if you're, you're sad, allow that feeling to come through, but it's just the length of time you allow yourself to stay there. Got Love it. And how old are you? Oh, wait, you don't have to say that. You just seem so put it this way. You're, it's you're okay. a younger I, person. I, uh, and you just, you seem wise beyond your, your years. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just turned 29 a couple, I guess two yeah. weeks ago. I, I, I was like, she's either, she's either mid, late twenties. Uh, you just seem, yeah, I mean, besides the way you look, which again, that, that's something people don't realize either. You know, your mind can affect your appearance. How crazy is that? Like if you have a positive mindset and it, because then it, like I was just saying, there's this ripple effect and it trickles into your other areas, your physical health. And you like, you have a good mindset, you, mm -hmm. you feel strong, you know where you want to head in life and you're confident you're going to start eating better. You're going to start working out. You want to look good and feel good, right? And the, the mm -hmm. mind and the body tie together. So it's kind of an interesting concept. Somebody asked just briefly, what was the name of that book again? It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I highly recommend it. That, um, that's one I've read probably, like I said, about 10 times. And even every two, three years, I'm like, okay, time to read that one again. But I mean, that one's kind of, that, that, I got that. So at that point in my life, you know, I was like, okay, it's all about me right now as the victim. I need to be an owner and put my focus on other people and start opening my eyes and become aware of what's around me and how I can, you know, utilize the world to help myself grow. And if I just focus on myself and poor me and people judging me and all this, it's never going to happen. And again, these things don't happen overnight, as you know, as an entrepreneur, anything, building a business, changing your mindset, mm -hmm. <laughs> changing your, your physical health. Uh, right. So it's, it's always it's slow. Yeah. And that's what people, oh, I wish I could scream it from the rooftops. It's we are in this Insta society, this Insta generation right now where everybody can just click a button and get whatever they want. I, my old business that I ran that I, that I was able to exit from and gave me a lot of success and helped me pivot into what I'm doing now was a restaurant delivery service, like a Grubhub. It was like a click a button, get wow. whatever you want delivered. And so I'm, you know, I definitely am aware of the advantages and it's sort of like, Stan Lee said, with great power comes great responsibility. Just because we can do all these things and just because you can click a button and get whatever you want delivered to you by Amazon next day, your food, get somebody to take you wherever you want in a car, doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean that you should just, that's your life where you literally just are click buttons and everything comes immediately. And it ties into what I was starting this conversation mm -hmm. with, which is people just want it and they want it now. They feel like, if they have to, it's, it's the, the discipline is becoming, I feel like harder and harder for the younger generations. And I feel bad for them because mm -hmm. they're not having to learn that discipline like we did and our parents even more so. And their parents, I mean, back in the day, a hundred years ago, if you were born, you were plowing fields and you know, it's not like today, like we're, we're so privileged and, and each generation because of technology, mm -hmm. it, we're becoming more privileged and, and, and easier to kind of get things cheap and fast and easy but that's doing a real number on the old mindset, right? Because then it's like you're not developing oh, yeah. that, I mean, that discipline. Yeah, it's so easy to also get caught up with what you see. Like, um, I'm, uh, I you do TikTok, you know, daily, um, and put out different educational videos on there. And it, you know, the algorithm knows what you like. So all these videos come up because I like learning on TikTok all about mm -hmm. like this person made $50,000 from drop shipping this month. Here's how I make 
an extra five grand a month from starting an agency. Here's how I made like 65,000. Right. It's so easy. You can do it too. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it all makes sense. And I do believe that you can do it too. But that. Not by clicking a button, you can't. Throw up there. Right. Yeah, it takes time. And what that's doing to people is it's taking them away from their core mission and purpose because they're seeing all this quick stuff that they can get. But you would have to 100% focus your energy on that. And it's not just something you could just do just because this person did. So I think people are forgetting that like focus is such a big thing. And you could be successful doing whatever you like. So really think about what you want to do. Um, and of course, you can pivot and change. But it's don't get so caught up with all those numbers and videos and all that stuff. Yeah, if somebody's promising you the world for nine ninety nine, right? It's time to. That's a yeah. huge red flag. <laughs> and and I mean that. But there's so many of out there because people click on them and they get suckered into them and they buy them. And they're like, oh, and they don't want to work for it. Just hear me once. Hear me hear me a million times people you if you want to get anywhere in life it's not going to be easy it, it just doesn't happen that way and even if you were handed a billion dollars right now trust me when i tell you you're not going to be happy that's not going to solve all your problems i sold my company mm -hmm. for this very large amount and luckily i've been doing this self and personal development stuff along the way and so in the back of my mind i knew it wasn't going to be like going to solve everything like most people think, if I just had that money, I could sit on a beach drinking pina colada saying money ain't a thing and, yeah. and be the happiest guy ever. That ain't how it works. And and I got it. And mm -hmm. sure enough, I was like, okay, now what? Like it felt great, right? And then it was like, okay, what's the next thing? You got to keep moving. You got to keep yeah. growing. That's the key to life. And if you just have something handed to you, you know, that seems sparkly and magical and it's going to, you know, fix your life or make your life better, that's the red flag know that you have to work for it. You got to mm -hmm. put in the discipline. You got to make commitments to yourself based on what we were talking about earlier, universal truths and principles that you say, okay, figure out what my strengths are, what my passions are, what I want to do and the direction ahead. There's gonna be obstacles. You're gonna have to pivot. You're gonna run into things, but you're just every day, take the steps day by day and develop those, what I call again, success habits versus those failure habits that you've developed in mm -hmm. each of these core areas. And to me, that's, that's key to life. I mean, that's it. Yeah, and make sure that it's totally I, I mean, I anytime I feel like, you know, not my happiest self, I realize like, I'm not moving towards anything when I feel like there's like, even when this pandemic hit, when you feel like everything's at a pause, it does a number on your mindset. So again, it doesn't even have to be your career, it could be you're working towards better health. Um, right now, me and my boyfriend are looking for a house. That's something new and exciting. Like, whatever it is, um, as long as you're working towards something that's meaningful to you, big or small, that helps so much. And then also on the side of, like, going after your dreams, don't think that just because this one thing didn't work out and it seems like a failure. Um, one, there's a difference between, like, putting it aside versus pivoting, which is a whole other conversation. But from... 12 years of being an entrepreneur and different ventures along the way, I realized like if I didn't spend those four years working on this blog, even though I'm not running it anymore, I wouldn't be at the level I'm at now with Woman Empower X because of everything I learned. So know that everything you're doing has meaning, but it only is a waste of time if you end up giving up like completely. I mean, so freaking true. Um, 
Love that. Well, we're kind of running out of time. I've, we haven't even gotten into the reason I had you on the show. I wanted to kind of get you, oh, you, you know, talk about more about what you're doing in terms of empowerment and women. And, and um, so I'd love to have you on the show again. This was, we're getting a lot of positive comments here. Thanks everybody for being on. Uh, maybe that link I sent, or I can have my assistant resend you a link. Um, but if you still have that original link, sign up for another time. I want to have you on again. Cause I think there's a whole nother conversation we can have about that stuff. But before we leave, yeah, I want to just, that. Do this. Uh, great. Sorry. I should have asked before. I was like, oh, you're going to be on again. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, this is a great conversation. So let me, I like to end each segment with um, give me, tell me one success, of, or excuse me, failure habit that you had prior to sort of this life change and that helped that you now, that, that you were able to get rid of. And then whatever success habit maybe you were either able to replace it with or it doesn't have to necessarily be parallel to that that you've developed that's now helping you to build that positive momentum. So what was slowing your momentum prior and what's building positive momentum now? What happened? That's a really good question. I would say it's a mix between imposter syndrome and not asking for my value when it came to money. Because I've always been in the purpose and mission of making an impact and difference, I always thought, well, how can I ask for money if my whole goal is to help others? Right. But a friend a long time ago, uh, she, or I guess not that long ago, a couple, a few years ago, um, she said to me, Alexa, like money is just an energy exchange. If you aren't given, you know, those finances back for your work, you're going to run out of fuel and you can't, you can't, you know, money allows you to actually impact more people, reach more people. And so when I shifted that mindset, and um, shifted that failure habit of thinking that I'm in that imposter syndrome, right? I can't ask for my value because I don't feel I'm there yet. It changed everything. And so now a success habit that has been replaced is better mindset around money and knowing that, um, you know, working on my confidence and, and also understanding the value that I have. I think that's really important to know your value. And a lot of times, if not 100% of the time, it's more than you probably think because we're our worst critic. That's a really great way of looking at finances. You know, finances have this, this, this stigma with them where, you know, a lot of people, you know, it, it, it induces a lot of different emotional reactions when you, mm -hmm. when you talk about money with people. And what you just said, I'm on the earlier stage where I'm not really profiting or making any money from what I'm doing. I'm, I'm like what kind of where you were, where I'm just like, well, I just want to help people. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just start talking to people and stuff. But eventually, right. You got to pay the bills and you got to monetize it. And, and it's like, but if you're doing it, the, here's the difference between that person we were talking about earlier that's trying to sell you the secret to the universe for $9.99 and like somebody that actually cares and can help you and has proven to be able to do that. And then it's like, yes, that you do have value and you are helping. You are exchanging a service just like anything else, just like you go to the grocery store to buy bread because you're hungry. That's worth it for you. And if you're helping somebody to, to improve their life and become a better person and live, you know, their best possible, you know, life and success and happiness and all this, then of course there's a, there's a monetary value. So that's a, that's a mm -hmm. good way of putting it. I like how you said that. Thanks. So <laughs> thank you for being on our show. Um, five core live. This was so much fun. Again, if you don't have that link, if you want to be on the show again, just 
email my assistant or me and, and we'll get it to you. I want to do, I want to talk more about what you're actually working on. We kind of went through your story and we talked about mindset, which was an awesome Get moving, build momentum, join the movement. Go to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course.